Welcome back to our uh, Bible in a Year podcast. We're looking at a third John today. I'm Pastor Brandon. I'm here with Ken. Hello. And uh, this may sound familiar. We did Second John just uh, a little bit ago, and I like short books. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're uh, that you can listen to. Third John is actually in in based on Greek words. Third John is the shortest. Apparently in English, it gets beat out by Philemon or Jude or something, something Malachi like that. Malachi or but something like that. I can't. Yeah. There's, yeah. So, uh, but it, nice short letter. It has a lot of the same themes uh, and really background as Third John. It was written by the Apostle uh, John uh, towards the end of his life, which gives us a nice like 10-year range, 85 to 95 A.D. Uh, which again places us after the death of Paul, after the death of Peter, after the destruction of Jerusalem. Uh, so we're, we're really, uh, the, the letters of John, the Gospel of John uh, and, and Revelation are really the only books that take place in uh, a almost a, it's a post-Jewish uh, church is really what's going on because the temple has been destroyed, um, Jerusalem's been raised, all the apostles except John are dead. So this, all of John's writings are really kind of transition letters pointing God's people forward. Uh, and uh, same thing with, with Second John Luther, when he was looking at these, these letters, he said that First John is really a doctrinal letter about, about love, about truth, and Second and Third John are examples of that. Um, and so what we get in Third John is really kind of a, an illustration, an example, a, a case study almost of what this looks like. Uh, the Second John was, was written uh, to a, a specific church or to the church at large. Third John, though, is a very, uh, very specific uh, church. Very specific leaders are kind of called out in mm-hmm. this. Um, Gaius is the... Uh, the main leader that's being written to uh, in verse 1. Uh, but there's a couple other, uh, y- you know, it's always dangerous if you get if uh, if you knew the apostles because you could end up getting a shout-out in a letter in a bad way mm-hmm. and end up in Scripture for all of eternity, yeah. uh, which happened with a couple of these guys. Yeah, John isn't as much of a name-dropper as Paul. Yes. But, uh, but if he, he drops your name... It, you know, it's like a mic drop. Yes. So. Yeah. Exactly. So we we get some some really interesting uh, things here in in Third John. Um, again, it's it's a nice short letter. We have a, a an introduction at the beginning. That's the introduction and the conclusion of Third John are very similar to the same parts in Second John. Yeah, I think he cut and paste. Yeah, that that's, that's really what it looks really like. Nice. Especially yeah. the ending is mm-hmm. almost exactly the same. Almost, yeah. you know, it's it's. It, it's really the same, and so um, apparently John was doing some traveling because he he, uh, he ends the letter with, "Hey, I, I'm gonna we're gonna come talk face to face." And um, you know, since we don't know the location of of Second John, is this two letters to the same region? Mm. And he's just kind of doing a, a little tour over there. We don't know, um, but uh, it's John wanted to. Uh, and was planning on, you know, he was making, you know, visits as, as a, the elder of the church at the time, mm-hmm. the only living apostle. Uh, part of his his uh, witness uh, to us is, um, we get some letters, but really it's he was still doing the work of the apostle mm-hmm. uh, in in his in his 
old age at this point. Um, he's probably in his 70s, 80s, into 90s, depending mm-hmm. on when he would have written this, which is almost double the average lifespan right. Right. at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, it, it, so th- there's a, a strong theme on on truth in all of John's epistles, but especially. Um, we, we see that that here that verse four. I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are walking in truth. You know, if that sounds familiar, it's because we just read Second John, right. and we have these these same uh, these same things. But what we get in in Third John is uh, a again a, a case study, kind of an example of of what does it look like. Um, and so that the first part, uh, kind of verse five through eight. There's, it's really a conversation about um, how do we relate to those who proclaim the truth. Uh, so, so to our brothers and sisters in Christ, in this instance, it's really talking about how do I welcome, I mean, at this point it's probably traveling preachers mm-hmm. or uh, visitors from John that he sent, um, whether it was a new pastor, whether it was a missionary. We don't get the specifics on that. We just know that uh, there's people that, are being sent on a journey. They're going to stop here to Gaius and whoever else is is at this church, mm-hmm. and then they're going to move on. And and you know, Paul says that uh, hospitality, warm welcome. These are this is how we greet one another. Um, you know, in the in the truth. And it seems like I mean that seems like such a easy kind of basic. Uh, it's like well, is that really worth writing a letter about? Yeah, you know. But it's really easy for us to lose sight of, of uh, how how the truth of God uh, plays itself out in quote simple areas like hospitality, mm-hmm. um, and yet not all, everyone has the gift of hospitality. Right. Right. <laughs> you know. Yeah. I, I I can see that. I mean, you know, talking to Gaius, and obviously this is a person that he knew quite well. I, you know, I don't know for sure, you know, maybe it, it was even him who brought Gaius to the faith. I have yeah. no idea whatsoever. Yeah. But, uh, but he was, you know, he, he knows him well. And so I think all of the things that he is telling him, he already knows that Gaius is going to do. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just yes. a matter yep. of reinforcing it and, um, you know, letting letting them know. And then also, I think it, it also reinforces the importance that he placed on these these new or or these these ministers that were going out. Yeah. And really giving them a letter of introduction. Yeah. You know, I, I guess there's still letters of introductions that are do anymore. I guess there are yeah. emails of introduction yeah. now. <laughs> but if somebody is coming to meet somebody else and so um, you know, just to give them that. And and then the part where he talks about, you know, be nice to them and also when they leave Give them provisions, yes, so they do not need to. You know, the people that he, they're ministering to, the yes. they don't have to to pawn off of them. I, that's not yeah. a good word, but <laughs> not expect them yeah. to take care of their needs. Yeah, and um, so and and I think we're that way. Whenever we have missionaries, the church mm-hmm. sends missionaries out. That type of thing. Yeah, it would be better for them not to have to go into a area and expect yeah. the people that are there to yep. uh, it, I guess it gives uh, gives them more of an opening 
if they're not going yes. in and the first their first sermon is asking for money. Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> exactly. Probably stewardship sermons probably aren't the best opening yes. sermons for yep. for a new a new person. So. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it normally when we you know we either plan a church or you know looking at a a mission start in this country or another country that the kind of rule of thumb is is uh, you fundraise your first three years mm-hmm. before you you know sometimes it's 18 months but normally it's more than that before you start right um, whether it's through grants or what you know you're funded that way when you're there you don't have you don't have to worry about what am I going to eat you worry about the ministry you worry mm-hmm. about um, you know how you're gonna uh, you know, take care of of uh, the work that's to be done, and it's interesting, kind of seeing the church figure some of these things out as we go along. Because we, we, you know, in in Acts two, you have the, the believers; they shared everything, and uh, you know, they had no one had had lack. And then you you read later on that that's the church in Jerusalem is what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. And later on, they're gathering a collection for the church in Jerusalem, right? Because they don't have because enough. They, they have sold enough everything, enough. right? Uh, you know, and and that's why we have to take some of this as this is what happened versus this is how everything uh, should happen. But it seems like at this point, uh, you know, we're again we're we're after all the other apostles are dead. That the church is kind of figuring out what does it take to be sustainable in ministry, mm-hmm. um, and it means we need to welcome one another, we need to take care of one another, and we need to be sending people. <laughs> Uh, you know, people that are being trained by John aren't just going to all, hey, we're going to hang around with John, you know, as long as he's here. It's, no, right. you've been trained so that you can go multiply that ministry somewhere else. And uh, I mean, the church is always we're we're meant to be raising up and and multiplying and sending mm-hmm. uh, leaders, and and that's it's always you know tough. I'm sure, especially as as you know, Gaius and this church, they receive whoever it is that John's sending them i'm sure they want to just keep them forever right said no how about you just you just stay here and and yeah i i think there there's kind of a a subtext to this of you know john saying they're going to be here for a while but then you need to send them well right you um, need to go some go needing they need to go someplace else so yeah. yeah it's kind of an interesting kind of a corollary this week the bible study that um i didn't say no to leading so i'm leading <laughs> on sunday um was on uh stephen and mm, yeah. how the persecution that happened after Stephen's stoning was the impetus for the church not just yeah. staying in Jerusalem, yep. but but having to go out to Samaria and Galilee and all of those areas, and yeah. um, you know, it, so it, the, they were I think feeling very safe and almost becoming a sub synagogue of the Jewish church. The Christians mm-hmm. were a sub synagogue of the Jewish church. Yeah. Until this persecution, and then with the persecution, then uh, they they expanded and and went out. And yeah. so sometimes without that persecution, you get very comfortable. Yeah. You get you know okay this we don't need to do anything else. We're we're fine. We're yeah. self sufficient. That type of thing. Yeah. So, yeah, so. and that you know the the church the early church kind of gets forced into mm-hmm. mission work uh, into. Uh, you know, into to people's homes, and you know, because that where else are they going to meet? Right. Uh, yeah. You know, and and so that and that they're able to again. The, it's like God knows what He's doing, and that all right, we're gonna we're gonna spread this message. We're gonna 
um, and in order to go to all nations, uh, <laughs> we're going to kind of light a fire behind yeah, you and say, yeah. get get moving. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I didn't mean for you to do this. You're supposed to do this. So yeah. Of course, I think the other reason John's writing this letter to Gaius is because of this other guy. Oh yeah. You know, because yep. it, the church isn't really doing yes. what he's saying to Gaius that yeah. I know you're going to do. Yes. You know, so uh, so that, yeah. that uh, I think, is the other reason why he's sending him. Yes, so. yeah. So we, we have this, this, we have a nice greeting. We have this encouragement, you know, basically take care of the people that are coming. And then it, it very uh, quick transition uh, to, um, you know, it just, we, we, we get uh, someone's name, diatrophies or diatrophies or however you want to, yeah. however you want to pronounce it. Uh, and this is verse 9 in uh, the inspired words of Scripture. I feel bad for this guy. I have written something to the church, but Diotrephes, who likes to put himself first, does yeah. not acknowledge our authority. I mean, just yeah. lays that out. And again, that's uh, one of the themes of Third John is, is the truth. And uh, John does not mince words mm-hmm. for the sake of of, no, th- this is true. He likes to put himself first. Right. Uh, and and as as one of the other leaders in the church, Gaius needs to know that. Uh, he needs to know uh, he, he, here's a problem situation, and here's um, you know he, here are, are the effects of that. Um, but it's it's one of the first examples that we get of the early of dealing with troubled leaders mm-hmm. in the church, um, which. Uh, is th- there? There are kind of warnings of that in the pastoral epistles, First and Second Timothy and Titus. There's warnings about um, not making leadership in the church about you and mm-hmm. and whatever. And this is uh, one of the few examples that we get of this. This was happening, was going right. on, where a leader says, "I don't care about your authority. I'm the authority here. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do what you know what I want. I'm not going to welcome those people, um, even though the gospel." begs us to, you know, kind of calls us to welcome. I'm not going to do that uh, because... Uh, yes, you know. the gospel according to Diotrephes. Y- yeah. It's not so much the yes. gospel of Jesus that, yeah. that he's proclaiming. And uh, and when you when I read this part, you know, it's kind of like, oh, yeah, this guy's a bad guy. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know anybody like that. And then I think about the fact, <laughs> oh, gosh, I'm looking in the mirror again. <laughs> because, uh, you know... That, um, I, I am as as guilty as anyone else of having those things mm-hmm. within the church that I are important to me, mm-hmm. and uh, because they're important to me, I expect that they should be important to everyone else. Of course, yeah, and that they should be more important than what your ideas are, mm-hmm. and and. And so, uh, and I sometimes I want control over things. Sometimes mm-hmm. when somebody starts talking bad about something I want, I don't want them around anymore. Yeah. Just like Diotrephes wants yeah. to uh, put people out of the church. And, um, you know, it's... Unfortunately, when you look at the Gospels and when you look at the, uh, at the New Testament and the Old Testament, it, it, it's a mirror sometimes, yeah. you know, it, it's, these are bad people, but then it's like, oh, so am I. Yeah. So yeah. And kind it, of the way it goes. It, so. It's always like, it, you know, the, these, these kind of 
examples are helpful. I mean, for those of us in church leadership, because mm-hmm. you know, to to be be on your guard. And Paul talks about that all the time in his, you know, his letters. Be watchful. And John's saying, you know, the the same thing is, it's it's an example of here's a situation that needs to be dealt with in in this time and place. Why he's writing, but as an epistle, as a letter to be written or to be read by the church, uh, it's also a warning uh, mm-hmm. of to. Uh, when leaders in the church become so focused on our own ideas, our own authority, that we aren't uh, welcoming others, we aren't, you know, hospitable. We, you know, and then that there are that doesn't mean, you know, hey, whoever wants to say something in church, you just, you know, that that's not what's um, what's what's going on here. But uh, the, you know, the fact is, is when a leader kind of goes off the off the beaten path. Uh, and he steps outside of the the boundaries of here's what we're supposed to teach and preach and and live. Uh, it causes way more problems than if just a member decides, hey, I'm going to start teaching somewhere. You know, th- there's a there's an additional kind of level of accountability and responsibility, mm-hmm. um, you know, to leaders. And it's that's one of the reasons why, as Lutherans, why we have the Lutheran confessions. Because what that that does for for me as a pastor is that holds me accountable to something, mm-hmm. where the confessions uh, say, "Hey, here's what Scripture teaches. Here are the boundaries. Within these boundaries, you can teach whatever you want. Mm-hmm. But when you step outside of the boundaries, uh, we are going to hold you accountable. Mm-hmm. We as the congregation, we as as our our district, and kind of what we have have set up and." Um, it, that that's there for the the benefit of of the church, mm-hmm. you know, and and I've seen it when when we don't have that or when we don't care about that when we don't enforce that. Um, I mean, it causes all sorts of issues, right? You know, yeah. and uh, I mean, the, the the truth is there for a reason, but if we're not going to enforce it, if we're not going to care, I mean, what's the point of having having truth if if uh, when someone is is doing or teaching something false that we don't correct them. <laughs> right, yeah. Well, and also, I mean, he's talking about uh, people from the outside coming into a congregation, too. Yeah. And that is always <laughs> something that is very difficult. Yes. I mean, when you get a new young pastor and they come in and they want to start changing things oh, and yeah. doing things that we've those, never done before. And I mean, we are Lutherans and, <laughs> you know, you know how, how many Lutherans does it take to change a light bulb? And it's like, what do you mean change? <laughs> change, we don't know. Yeah. Yeah, but, uh, Which is a shame because as, as, uh, as people who uh, should know better than anyone else the freedom of the gospel, Lutherans should be, we should be leading the charge on some of these and uh, our Germanic roots kind of hold us back from our theological confession <laughs> at times. Well, I'm just fine but. with everything as long as you don't change it. <laughs> you know, do everything the way I want it, and as long as you don't change it, everything would be perfectly yep. fine. So. Yeah. Well, I, and but. I mean, the the in terms of kind of the sociology of that, uh, organizations uh, just naturally. T- a church, a school, a club, anything, mm-hmm. uh, we tend towards, uh, you know, kind of preservation uh, or, uh, you know, homeostasis is the you know, term where then if some, something from the outside 
comes in to and upsets the right. the natural kind of balance of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, every single organization that there's different ways that you you adapt uh, to that. Do you assimilate someone into hey here's how we do things here and here's or uh, do you adapt to reflect uh, kind of the the changing uh, membership and nature of of the group and uh, what I think what John helpfully outlines for us is on issues of the truth we don't adapt right yeah uh, there, there, there is the truth and there's not the truth yeah and so there's there's no way that you can yeah and and w- within but within here's what's true now do you want to do it this way or that way or at this time or that time adapt be flexible serve your people in in the best way be welcoming be hospitable um, you know, and and distinguishing between those those two is, uh, you know, ha- half the half the charge of, of of the church is all right. What's what can we be flexible on, and what should we, you know, what's what's truth? And um, but I think in in our day and age, we perhaps we stray a little bit towards the uh, let's bend the truth for the sake of. I mean, I think that's our our temptation. Well, we want to get along. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's you. You don't want to ruffle people's feathers. Yeah. You don't want to. Yeah. Now, some people have the spiritual gift of ruffling feathers and being blunt, and that has its own. That's its own. And some people, to bear. it's just not even a spiritual <laughs> gift. It's just their this their nature. Yes. Yes. To, to be that way. So, um, I mean, I guess you could consider it a spiritual gift. I think it's just annoying. Yeah. But uh, that's what people would say about me. Let's go from there. So. <laughs> And then we have Demetrius coming in. Yep. Good old, you know. Yep. Yeah. So at, at the end, we get another kind of attaboy to uh, mm-hmm. to our, our third our third person that gets named uh, in the letter, and I uh, said he has received a good testimony from everyone from the truth itself. We also add our testimony, so you know our testimony is true. And mm-hmm. so basically, John is kind of it's a, almost a letter of recommendation. Uh, hey, what he's saying. This is good. Listen to it. We're um, this. This is is in in line. Um, and yeah, and it was it was interesting. One of the um, the sources it was non-Lutheran, so I don't probably not true. <laughs> but uh, one of the the things that I was listening to was talking about the fact that it, their take on this was the Dio, whatever his name is, mm-hmm. was the pastor in the church or the oh, leader yeah. of the church. And that Paul is sending Demetrius to replace him. Oh, yeah. And so he's getting Gaius's buy-in to mm-hmm. replacing. Yes. And so that the congregation will come back to the truth and that yeah. type of thing. Now, where they got this from, mm-hmm. from this letter, I don't yeah. know. But that was their that, take on it's, it. it. It's a reasonable inference. Yeah. I mean... The, so yeah, it, it it fills in a gap uh, in the text and what uh, I'm trying to remember which prophet it was, but he basically said there are times you need to fill the gaps, mm-hmm. but never preach from a gap. From Always no preach gap. from the text. Right. <laughs> that's pretty wise. Yeah, that that's, makes uh, makes sense to me. It's pretty it wise. Would be that way, but, but uh, yeah, I mean, there, there's definitely some kind of you know Paul sending in people, mm-hmm. and there's you know there's a, a leader that that's here that is not you know that's not teaching the truth and so there, there there's a confrontation that's coming and so how does john end the letter oh by the way i'm coming i'm coming yeah yeah if uh if you know you, if this if this stuff doesn't work <laughs> i'm going to come and 
Yeah. The hammer is going to come down. Yeah. And, uh, you yeah. Know, but, uh, Which, you know, and it's not always the case, especially with, you know, Paul's just not, he's in prison. He's not able to make it right. some of the places he wants to go. But uh, John sets a good example for us, that especially when there's tough conversations, there's, you know, issues of, of truth and leadership. All that's best done in person, mm-hmm. <laughs> not through a letter or text or any of that, any of that stuff. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a great a great short little email basically, right? Uh, that we get uh, a couple kind of takeaways I I have as uh, again I think these epistles of John reinforce the fact that love is a verb, also that truth is a verb. Truth mm-hmm. is something we do, not just something we know. Uh, we live in the truth, and and it causes us to uh, to change uh, what we do. Um, I, I think also the the idea of churches welcoming is important, but John also kind of puts an asterisk next to that. It says churches welcoming to a point, mm. uh, because we can be welcoming, we can be a hospital, we can be friendly without um, compromising on what we what we believe is truth. Uh, and and uh, that, that there's there's a lot of wisdom in. And uh, we can be welcoming without saying everything goes, whatever you want to do is fine. And and I, I think that there's a lot of wisdom in that for us. Um, and I, I the, the last kind of takeaway I had is uh, just our need for correction, for accountability, for people to speak the truth and love to us. Because I kind of look at this and assume, oh man, you know, John's bringing in. There's a leader that's causing trouble. He's probably going to get kicked out. Who knows? The end of this story could be John brought in these leaders. They held, uh, you know, the the, the poor leadership uh, to account, and they repented. And you know, things things went great because that's what we're meant to do. Mm-hmm. Is uh, when we're when we're confronted with the Word of God, with the truth, um, it, it has its its hold on us. And uh, you know, we, we none of us are above. The need for that, that accountability, that truth, that uh, that you know, approach, and and when we don't speak that, for the sake of keeping the peace, we're actually not helping right. the person who's yeah. not living according to the truth. And if we're the person that is receiving that lecture, mm-hmm. we need to receive it that way too. Yes. You know, and and not because unfortunately, there's always the tendency for a person who is here's the wrong thing to just oh, yeah. not quit going or go yeah. someplace else or whatever yeah. now. Uh, and so that that's hard for us to hear and hard mm-hmm. for us to think about, but it's, it's the truth. I mean, yeah. it's, it's uh, sometimes we need to hear. Yeah. We need to hear that. And, um, and, and that's the reason why he's given us each other. Yeah. To be able to speak the truth in love to each other. Yep. Now the in love thing is kind of hard sometimes. Yes. <laughs> especially when you're in a voters meeting and you just want to tell somebody, yeah. "Did you just shut up?" But um, <laughs> I've never done that. I just this is a recording, so yeah. I want to tell, make sure to say that I never have felt that way. But uh, but you know that's 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 what we need to do is we need to think about things within the context of of the truth. Yeah, and uh, we're not always good at that. I'm not always yep. good at that. Let's put it that way. Yep. Yeah, and uh, 
funny enough, that's what we're going to talk about in the sermon. So <laughs> that piques your interest. There you go. We'll, uh, we'll see you on Sunday. <laughs> All right. Have a good day. All right. Take care. Mm-hmm.